education is one of the most important weapons in a country. And the standard to which black education is neglected is something very difficult to put in words. Hey, so how's it, guys? Welcome back to Freedom Fanatics, where your freedom is worth fighting for. Today, I'm very excited. We've got some a new face on the show. And guys, this is the brain box. This is the writing machine at FAN. Chris and Seymour, guys, welcome. So welcome, welcome to the show. Uh, it really is such a great time to have you guys on because you guys have been very busy writing and sharing your thoughts uh, at freedomadvocacy.net. Uh, guys, so today, to start off with on the show, we're going to discuss education. Um, and this one comes, the story that we're going to chat about to, to, to kick things off comes from the Mail and Guardian. And it is titled, Youth Lose Out Because Many Schools Don't Offer Maths and Science. Now, the article goes on to kind of highlight the, the worst that, that, that our education seems to offer. Um, and they sort of headline with the fact that uh, in 2021, more than 1,100 schools did not write science or maths in 2021. And of the matrix the article goes on, who did write mat the maths exa the exams in 2021, only 23% scored above 50%, and 27% got 50% or more for science. Now, this is obviously for the National Senior Certificate. Now, guys, this is obviously alarming. Chris, I don't know if, you know, I had my own struggles with maths in school, um, but nonetheless, it was a quite an important thing to to go through. Um, how how much of a problem is this really for for South Africa? You know, people not not going through the system and coming out with a veritable sort of maths qualification. I think if we don't if we don't have the basis of maths and science, then all your technologically oriented um, career paths are sort of cut off. And if you don't have the, the necessary skills for those career paths, your, your employer, your employees are, 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 are at a disadvantage compared to say, for, for example, for the rest of the world, where we see those with the most, um, Advanced economies have high rates of of students who pass with maths and science, and and they are going to basically in the race they they're far far ahead of us. Mm. So yeah, we at a disadvantage with this low maths and science rates. Mm. Uh, absolutely, and I think Simo, one of the things that's quite concerning is you know we 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 read about how South Africa's unemployment levels are among the, the worst, if not the worst in the world. And obviously, when you have these kind of educational outcomes, it's not really a surprise. And as Chris says, you know, we're just going to get left behind on the global stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I agree with all of what Chris has said. And further, on the unemployment side, I, I can't imagine how this won't drive up unemployment because you, 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 you're pushing people away from 
technology, technological subjects or learning areas. So that mm. translates to pushing people away from technologically related careers. So mm. everyone's being driven towards sorts of like humanities. I can only imagine that industry as a whole, although there's plenty of opportunities, there's plenty of jobs, I can only imagine it being congested. And that's not good because that'll land mm. a lot of people out of jobs. There's only so much you can invent or innovate within one specific field. We've got to be as diverse as possible. And I can't believe that the one area we're not being diverse about is maths and science, because that's a mm. crucial, crucial, crucial learning area. So it's it's a very, those are worrying numbers. You know, I, I read the article you sent this morning. Those are very worrying numbers, and we should be very concerned. Mm, no, absolutely. And I think, Chris, I mean, obviously, you know, uh, these these skills are crucial to to any functioning economy, and also pe giving people a chance. And I, not to say, I mean, you know, I think math literacy was introduced when 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 I was actually in high school, a few years before I got into high school. So it's by no means to say that you know, mathematics, pure maths, is is a silver bullet. But it's certainly basic arithmetic and the likes are are super important. But where where do you think the where do you think we're getting let down? What what are some of the biggest obstacles that you think? Um, we kind of we face in our education system and, and what if you're a president for a day what what is the one thing or maybe you're angie mochecha for a day for your sins um, what 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 changes would you implement i'd go back to to the basics to to teaching and sort of teachers who uh because that the teaching quality in South Africa is is, is sub-par, substandard, and I think that's where where children struggle. Mainly, I know that the teachers and learners both have a role to play. They both have, and teaching properly teaching is is crucial to to helping learners understand math maths and science. And if they don't understand it properly, they won't be able to do it properly. So, mm. Now, Simo, in the article, the, the, the author cites technology as being a potential solution, now using online learning, maybe solving some of the issues uh, around ex accessing quality teaching and the likes. But I, I guess that, you know, that's all very well and good. But, you know, we've covered on, on Freedom Fanatics before. You know the issue of vandalism in schools, libraries getting public libraries getting trashed. You know how are we going to learn um, when there's trash libraries and load shedding cutting off our, our technology? I mean, are we kind of shooting, kind of, kind of filling a broken glass here, an empty empty glass, water just dripping out? What is there some is there is that a practical solution or? You know, do we need to think a little bit more creatively, or maybe hold politicians a little bit more accountable and drive action that way? What What are your thoughts? Well, Alex, rather obviously, you know, we are caught in a vicious cycle. You know, mm. all of the negative things are kind of just feeding onto each other. So, I mean, I think your 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 question, although sounding simple, is actually rather complex because we've got to address many areas all at once. Mm -hmm. uh, we we obviously do have to hold the government accountable. I mean, those are the people we have picked as our leaders, and they 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 bear the brunt of making the crucial decisions that will turn things around for us as a nation. But I, I guess 
when faced with problems like the like these as individuals we should look inward you know what are you doing to empower your child as a parent to be as productive as a learner as he or she can be so i i guess once we get it down to just individuals doing their part now i don't know how you teach that on the, on a grand scale mm. i don't know what solutions i could probably advise but i i've always looked at when you're faced with a bigger issue think of it simply so mm. my simple way is you look at the individual as a parent what do you want for your child what are you doing to ensure that what you get what you want for your child and then as that child you've got to you've got to instill in the child that you've got to want certain things and you've got to work in a certain way to get those things so i i guess train the individual does that mm. answer you yeah absolutely <laughs> for sure 100%. no no i think that's such a good point i think you know starting at the home i mean I don't think any of us here have children. We have been children before. Of course. Um, yeah. But you know, Chris, any last thoughts? You know, what kind of what kind of a society would you would you want to to raise your kids into? Ensure that they do pass maths and science. Uh, in any sort of glaring things, you know, as we maybe look towards twenty twenty four, what are the kind of things that is this something that should should inform people's votes when they look to the ballot boxes um, in twenty twenty four? Absolutely. Uh, as a parent, um, I think you'd you'd want best what's what's best for your child. And if your child is getting a poor education, I'm I'm pretty sure that go to the ballot box thinking that I want my child to have the best future possible. And if I vote differently, if I if I vote for a different party, maybe that party will be able to deliver. A better education my child and maybe not brag about a good metric pass right when things aren't really that good no absolutely yeah we know angie Macheka loves a good grandstanding in january when she reads out the matriculants but results but you know what let's celebrate the successes where they come but guys let's move along to to our second topic for today which is actually we've discussed it on and off um on freedom fanatics in the last little while we've we've had a large focus on 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 the the township economy, you know the informal sector, um, you know people making the most out of the free market where where they are, you know, getting their, themselves and their families a fighting chance. And now, Simo, this is some article that you wrote actually a month ago now. Um, six reasons why there's big business in small business. Now, Simo, do you want to just give us some of the what if you if, if if someone had to take away something from this piece, I'll, I'll give it over to you. What 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 is the one takeaway that you would want people to come away from uh, reading this piece? And obviously, we'll, we'll go through it after that. Um, I think that where you're at, so it, of course, in this context, is the township, but it, it's wherever you're at. You know, you can make a change from within there. You, you don't have to find a fancier place. There, there's work. There, there's work to be had in rural areas. There's work to be had in mm. in township areas and there's great development to be experienced within there. That's how you create suburbs. The suburbs we have now weren't suburbs back then. You know, mm -hmm. they, they began quite small and you build and you build and you build and hopefully you get caught up in a more positive chain reaction than the mm -hmm. one we, we got for education earlier. Yeah, absolutely. And we can see obviously how, uh, you know, just basic arithmetic and, and, and maybe even science to a degree really can even help on a small scale um, in an informal business. Now, Chris, one of one of the um, one of the 
one of the, the success stories that Seymour highlights is a story about Spinach King. Um, and, and Seymour writes here that, um, you know, started off as a small township fresh produce business in the Western Cape, and they partnered with Standard Bank um, and became award-winning supplier to some of the biggest retailers, uh, including Spa and Pick and Pay. So really, you know, if you have the, 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 the zeitgeist, the, the passion, you know, or maybe the, the circumstances that demand of you to go out there and, and make a plan and start a business, you know, there are opportunities in South Africa to grow and actually expand a business and create something of immense value. Um, what, what are your thoughts on the story of, of Spinach King? I mean, yeah, Standard Bank, and they they saw an opportunity to work with him. And what it's all about, there's, there's opportunity business. And the bank business needs to grow. Business is there to support families, to support households. And it's all about opportunity. Absolutely, and taking those opportunities where they come. Now, Seymour, I'm going to give you the last word on this topic. Um, you know, in, in your article, you, you say here, you know, you kind of you, you paint actually quite a quite a quite a quite an exciting, quite a hopeful story, um, but you also flag um, one of the hindrances in uh, in creating jobs and creating a prosperous economy, and and you cite the ever failing uh, to quote you here. Uh, the ever-failing black economic empowerment policies. Um, how do you think getting rid of that or adjusting it can help small businesses, businesses like Spinach King, other role players in the township economy to actually get ahead? What, how, 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 is, how does BE really hold them back? Well, if you look at it this way, the township economy has come thus far and there's been no help. You know, there's been no state help and the, the BEE has done so much wrong and there's been and it's been nothing but state help from the beginning so state assistance let's use assistance so if we redirected that assistance to these independent people who are trying to be contributors in the economy who are trying to impact their communities positively i think we'd, we'd achieve way better results than what we've achieved with BE. So mm. yeah, like I like I write there, at the, like one of my final sentences that that government has missed the trick. I think I think they really have. You know, there, there's plenty of potential in, in in the township. There's plenty of potential where the people are, where the people are trying, and they've been trying for years, and they do need help. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Getting 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 financial aid and assistance to where where people really need it. I guess at at the end of the day, you know, not not uh, the those uh, politicians chowing nicely or those uh, those in municipal offices slipping some brown envelopes under the table but uh gents i think le let's let's just wrap up this the segment of freedom fanatics with uh, kind of sort of coming back a little bit to to the education or uh, education theme um and i was quite excited at the story uh which comes uh, from news 24 and this is uh, to highlight the announcement from the educational app, the language app, Duolingo, which now offers lessons and a whole course in Isi Zulu. Uh, Seymour, you from the KZN. Um, Shirley, what are your thoughts? I mean, you know, having more people 
learning, speaking Zulu could go a long way to, to helping cultural understanding, bridging gaps between uh, the diverse country that we have. What, what, are, what are your thoughts on, on that? Well, firstly, from a personal perspective, uh, I, I'm, I'm in love with this Zulu being on Duolingo. I mean, it's my language. So mm. again, propping up my culture. So I love that. But from a, from a, a multilingual perspective, I mean, it's nothing but positive news. It's, it's, I'm, I, I take it that Isuzulu will be the first of many languages, and it's a it's a better way to achieve the, this this outlook we have on South Africa as being multilingual, multicultural. So more languages on Duolingo help us better enhance that image, enhance that feeling of embracing of all diversity in South Africa. So yeah. Excited about that? No, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I mean, I've I've been using Duolingo for, for for many years, and I'm very excited to see that it's there. Chris, you know this this is kind of this this could do wonders. So you know, stepping into where, um, you know, if you think the billions that are in, hundreds of billions that are invested in education in South Africa, I mean, this small free app, um, you know, Duolingo partnered with a South African company to get this curriculum up there. Um, and in the our first article we looked at, you know, they say technological solutions. I guess this is where the rubber hits the road. I mean, this is this is the kind of stuff we, we should be seeing. Maybe, you know, maybe we'll be seeing other languages coming out, maybe Afrikaans, maybe, um, you know, is it closer, you know, the likes. Um, how important is this? Um, yeah. It's very, very, very important because this is it's communication and we don't want to be left out if uh, say know how to speak it we want and we want we want uh, uh, to share cultures we are a multicultural society we're a multilingual society mm -hmm. and this is the way that we we forge unity with each other by by learning and, and teaching and sharing Absolutely. Oh, it looks like Chris has been yeah. fro frozen out there. It's, no language is coming through there. But Chris, we, I think we, we got the, the gist of your message. And I think this is quite an important issue to, to kind of consider alongside, you know, um, <laughs> issues of, uh, you know, people, a lot of shade being thrown uh, at sort of language instruction in universities um, and the like. And I think, you know, the more access we have to language, possibly the better. Um, but guys, I think let, let's leave it there for now. Let's welcome in um, Bali to take us through uh, this week's uh, edition of Your Reactions. Hey yo, hi guys, welcome to your reactions. Hi Alex, hi Chris, hi Simo, uh, our esteemed writer. Nice having <laughs> you here. <laughs> Pleasure. So guys, today we are looking at a, a TikTok video from one of our own, Mr. Poisons. And um, in this TikTok video, he's talking about the EFF who was singing a kill the boer, kill the farmer, and it's a fight whether it's hate speech or not. Um, let's, give it, let's give it a listen. Today would be nice. 
They want to quote as rule that the Uyghur is controversial chant, kill the boot, kill the farmer, is not hate speech. What are your thoughts around this issue? And let us know in the comment section below. Hmm. Alex, is it hate hmm. speech? Is it not? Maybe you can even give us context of um, what this case is about. For sure. So uh, the snapshot view is basically the, 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 the case was about um, the singing of the uh, kill the boot, kill the farmer, uh, struggle song, but in the context mm. of where it was sung by members of the EFF in Sienegal at the time, there were some farm murders. Uh, you know, myself and Shodan actually were in Sienegal <laughs> when there was that uh, that court uh, proceeding um, that went that, ahead. They um, wanted to quote as rule that and, the EFF uh, controversial trying kill the boot, kill. And uh, yeah, so that's the kind of the context that it was read in. Um, I don't really know if I can pass judgment on the merits of the case. Seymour is our, mm -hmm. our legal brain here, um, so maybe I could pass pass the baton over to him. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, in summary, that's what the, the case was about, and the Equality Court ruled that it was not, in fact, hate speech on those grounds. Um, but yeah, obviously the yeah, it's it's a it's a sore point for a lot of people. Um, uh -huh. But yeah, as the 162 comments <laughs> attest to. <laughs> They definitely do. They definitely do. Um, Seymour, any comments on this case before you go into the comments? Uh, first of all, no, I, I sort of have none, but it's very important for us to establish what is hate speech, like the definition. I, I do not mm -hmm. have it, so that's why I've got nothing. If I could just get the definition for hate speech, I'd be well worth listening to. Sure. Chris, I'll give that one to you. What is hate speech? <laughs> Ooh, I don't know how I'm going to say this without 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 giving out some you know a few percentages of hate speech. <laughs> Alex, do you wanna help out there? Yeah. <laughs> Chris, I think we need to just, if you can just turn off your camera because I think your your uh, your camera quality is making you okay. lag a bit. But my yeah. my understanding of hate speech is essentially as long as it uh, does not uh, amount to an incitement to violence um, mm. or unfairly prejudice unfairly prejudice a certain group to the extent that it could amount to imminent violence or harm. Um, mm. so that's my very layman's understanding. Um, it is a clause in our constitution, um, or in the Bill of Rights, rather, um, sort of a limitation on free speech, if you will. But if you will, uh, definitely. yeah. Mm. Ah, thanks, Alex. Uh, Seymour, do you now have a comment? <laughs> that was a joke. Sort of. <laughs> oh, okay then. I choose to remain oh. silent. Oh no! Wow, I choose to remain silent. Cool, guys. I think let's go right into. Um, the your reactions part um kyle abraham says this was shocking the judge should be removed clearly he's unqualified seymour back to you is the judge who ruled this as not hate speech is he unqualified well certainly not just because he, he gave that ruling i mean that's a separate inquiry mm -hmm. with like separate requirements to be met so because he was in a position to make that ruling, I would say he's properly qualified. I, I don't, I don't know how you snake mm. your way up to the top, especially in the legal field. So, he, he, it's, it's not a question of 
his qualifications or her or, or was it a him or her? We don't know. know. <laughs> Even if it's a him, you don't know how yeah. they identify Alex. They. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, okay. And then use that to something, something, man. He says, or they say rather, beautiful song. Let them sing it on a weekly basis for us. But strange, they just keep singing it and they do nothing. We are waiting. I'll assume they is a, yeah, no, let me not incite a hate speech as well. Alex, what do you think about this comment? Uh, it's, man, this is the beauty of the internet is where you have no Bro. names or any markers of identity at all. So you can base your argument on entirely uh, neutrally. Um, it's hard to say, man. It's, look, I don't think, I don't think in modern day context, it really helps to, to sing it. Um, generally i don't think it's it's the most uh unifying song to sing i think in certain contexts you know when it if, you know in relation to its how with the role that it played during um the struggle against apartheid then 100 percent um but i think like that the, my whole problem with this is when this thing kind of surfaces it becomes an us first them and then it's like who's us who's mm -hmm. them and it yeah. just really uh, it just sets us back um and I don't, and you know, from polling that we've seen and, and numbers that we're familiar with about race relations in the country is that, you know, most, most people get along regardless of skin color or tone or anything like the hue, whether they're pink or purple, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I, I don't, I think that's kind of what the problem with, with, with that kind of user's comment is it does say like, oh, we're we waiting for you, you know, like people are waiting. Did, who with, is with, we? Yeah, who's we? Who's they? You know, like, ah. Uh, I don't like who subscribes to these to these camps, you know. Um, yeah, it's not like like well, Simo I and I were arguing about Arsenal versus Chelsea before we started. You know, those are the things <laughs> that, that we're more familiar with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. No, but I do agree with you, um, Alex. It does set us back. It's like, why are we still having this? Who's we? Who's us? Can they stop mm -hmm. singing? Then we'll sing it back. Do you understand? I think we have to get to a point where we move on. No one must shoot me. I'm just saying we need to move on. Mm -hmm. um, next comment is from um, BC. And they say um, he, uh, he instigates hate amongst his fighters. Even blacks hate blacks who are not in South Africa. All because of his agenda. We must pray for him. Uh, Simo, do you think Julius Malema is running a, a mini cult? Well, he's using cult-like techniques. Like, this is how you would lure anyone to a cult. So, yes, in that regard, of course he is. But <laughs> in, in the main, I think he knows what he's trying to do. He's just trying to lure more followers. It's much easier if you're erratic, if you're eccentric. So yeah. he's, he's doing his thing. He, he, he's doing his thing. And I guess from a freedom perspective, we have to respect that. But... It, 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 it is quite harmful, and, and and those are the those are the consequences of culthood. I'm not saying it's yeah. a cult. I'm just saying it has the it has the markings of one. Yeah, yeah, true. And then Toby Sintuli says the song is not hate speech. It it never was. White people are trying to rewrite the meaning of the song the same way um, they rewrote Black History. Now I have a big problem with that. Now I have a big problem with that. Like if yeah. you just take the words, they, they incite zero positivity, like zero. There's nothing good you can 
even interpret from the song. So I completely disagree, and I'll just stop there. Yeah, no, definitely. Chris, what are your thoughts? Even though we can't see you, but you can share. <laughs> I mean, uh, to Seema's previous you. point about, about the EFF uh, being like a cult, um, Julius Malema hasn't faced a leadership election in nine years. Nine years. And that's a, it's a, it's a very, very long time. So for a party that is operating in a democracy is not acting very democratic. Definitely. I think that's the reason why he's, I highly doubt he'll ever be president or his party will last for the next 10, 15 years. Don't see it happening. That's my yeah. prediction, guys. Mark my words. <laughs> we must we'll bookmark to it. September 6th, Bali said this. We're going to hold it. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. We'll play me, a clip. Is, exactly. 100%. I think for me, yeah. the thing is, it, it, it's, it's populist. But I mean, again, like to, for me, it all comes back to, to voting um, at yeah. the end of the day. You know, is this the kind of leader that you want? Are these the mm-hmm. kind of, you know, do you want to uh, support uh, a party or people who sing these kind of songs in modern day 2022 South Africa? Um, yeah, at their political rallies, at, you know, is, is, if that's something that you aspire to, if those are the values that you cherish, then cool. All strength to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't know. Yeah, I mean, they, the EFF at the moment polls between 10 and 12 percent, and I don't know if there is more appetite for sort of kind of racial racially divisive use of of songs like these um definitely and i think paul can kind of agree with you alex because he says well now that opens up is all sorts of dude old flag name killing race baiting all in the name of freedom of speech Mm. mr weiss is he saying uh, what is he echoing what you are actually saying? Yeah, I, th- I think you know what the thing is. Freedom of the the beauty is that because of freedom of speech, like singing the song is permissible. You know what I mean? Um, it's obviously it's been judged on its merits in this case. I can't, you know, I I don't I haven't read the judge. I don't know the judgment well enough or have enough understanding of the law to make a judgment on that myself. But. Mm. Democracy does allow us to to say to say things that might offend people, and that in and of itself is not enough to limit someone's speech. So, you know what I mean. I think it's good. Otherwise, we wouldn't be having these kind of discussions. And you know, yeah. it's it's encouraged 162 comments on a single 15 second clip. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's just people. I think people do think about what kind of country they they want to live in, and certainly one in which there is a freedom of speech to say and criticize, you know, we can comment and have our own views on this. It's so important for us. Um, yeah. And that we, we mustn't, you know, we mustn't throw the, the baby out of the bathwater when it comes to freedom of speech. Yeah, definitely. Um, guys, I think we've come to the end of our segment of your reactions. Thank you so much um, for joining us. Do remember to catch this show every Tuesday at 6 p.m., YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Do remember that your freedom is worth fighting for and practice very simple freedom of speech, okay?